Hello again. This is You Life and God podcast. Conversations about you, your life, and your relationship with God. And hi, this is Vicki. Thank you for joining us today. Our conversation has a deep focus and a singular focus on part of the deity of God. We know of God the Father, Creator, Supreme Being, and God the Son, who came to save us as human, but yet being 100% as well, deity, Jesus Christ. Our focus is what is called the third person of the deity of God, which is, or who is, called the Holy Spirit. King James Version, which many of us grew up on, refers to it as the Holy Ghost. But it is, or he is, the operation of the will of God, the power of God, that enables us to understand the things of God. And that is the Holy Spirit. So this episode is referenced. The Holy Spirit. The seal of the promise. And the letter that Apostle Paul wrote to the Ephesians or the church in Ephesus. He eloquently shares with us in chapter one. I call this a love letter based on my uh, readings of it and uh, the ministering of the Holy Spirit uh, to me. However, chapter one specifically lays out a good summary for us to understand the connection between the things of God uh, that occurred in the Old Testament, God's plan, Jesus Christ coming, who he went to first, and then those who believe. But it also shares with us about Jesus, about the Holy Spirit being the seal of the inheritance, the promise of salvation for those who believe, and a seal kept under the grace of God unto the day of redemption, being a special purchase possession of God. Now let's step back. I summarized it. Let's begin to step back and get a a deeper uh, understanding of not a philosophy or a choice, but part of the life, the livelihood, the prosperity and the abundance of the light shining of Jesus Christ in the lives 
of his followers, whom we call believers. Of course, scriptures tell us, as Jesus says, repent for the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is at hand. But he means that we must turn away. It was awakening for us. But he also shared with his disciples before his crucifixion, crucifixion that there was another that was going to come. And the gospel according to John is one that has a good reference also of the Holy Spirit. But we're going to focus on the letter to Ephesians. So then in our um, walk with the Lord that we know the importance of the Holy Spirit and his role in our lives as we yield to the will of God so that his spirit can have its way and its way is fulfilling in us and building in us, which is the word edifying, edifying in us, which is to encourage us or build in us strength and encouragement and hope of our Lord and Savior and our walk with the Lord. So the Holy Spirit being the third person of the deity of God. He didn't just come when Jesus came. Throughout the scriptures in the Old Testament, it says, and the Spirit has come. And as a matter of fact, one of the prophets indicated, which Jesus um, recited the fulfillment of, or Jesus fulfilled it, it says, the Spirit of God is upon me. Right? And it gives me power to deliver and cast out and set the captives free. But that was just an example of the uh, works of the Spirit. And at that time, the Spirit was referenced as being upon, except for uh, John the Baptist, which says that he was baptized early in his mother's womb. But up until that time, the Spirit came upon However, when our Lord and Savior entered into the world to let us know that salvation is, salvation is at hand and the kingdom of God has come. The Holy Spirit now becomes indwelling in us. Now, how does that happen? It happens also by being baptized by him once and then through his enabling powers at, at particular periods in our lives, being refilled, re-energized, redirected, refocused. Um, and that's the work of the Holy Spirit. How do we become baptized? Scriptures doesn't say. However, Jesus, when he left, he told his disciples, go to Jerusalem. Wait for me until the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And then you will be empowered 
become my witnesses, meaning being examples of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that in the book of Acts, chapter 1, tells us how important the Holy Spirit is for us to have an effective walk and representation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. However, Scripture does not tell us how. We know that the, the physical immersion of water baptism is just an outward um, representation or an outward show that we've accepted the Lord. But the baptizing of the Holy Ghost lets us know that we have become the Lord's. And one of the uh, letters that Paul wrote, it says, God knows to whom he belongs, that it, who's his. And he will continue working on each of us until everyone that belong to God enters into his kingdom. All right? So the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit is one of empowerment, which means that now you are opened to things that person, that regeneration of receiving and understanding the things of God when the Spirit speaks to us. Meaning, when we take the Bible and begin to study, the Spirit not only enables us, uh, leads us in the studying to build us up tailored to our Christian walk and specifically filling a need for each one of us at that point in time. So sometimes you may have picked up the Bible, read, and you kept reading because it wasn't making sense or use your place or whatever. That could have meant that the Spirit didn't want you to read that particular scripture at that time. Or he wanted to minister to you through other scriptures in another way. So, the seal of the Holy Ghost. When we say that baptism is an outward show of acceptance of the Lord as our atonement or sacrificial sacrifice for our sins and substitution for us when he died on the cross. But the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit is a seal. And let me use an example. In um, the English times, or the times of the, Gentile, the Gentiles, so to speak, the royal classes, uh, a symbol of authority, like a king, would have a seal that represent the authority of his decree or authority of something that he has ordered. So, there was a craftsman who actually made a seal that represent only the kings or the person who's in authority. So then, the king, when he decreed, they would actually write, the scribes would write the decree. And then the king would take the seal or take 
the instrument, the embodiment of the seal, either press it in the old antiquated uh, era, they would use wax, and wax would be pressed and melted upon parchment paper, so to speak, and then the emblem would be pressed upon to make a mark, or the king's mark saying, this is my authority. This is mine. This is my decree. And that is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And Mark, I'm not saying that it's upon us, but it is an empowerment to show, evidencing that the Lord has sealed us into himself until he comes back. Glory be to God for us on the day of redemption or we're caught up as he brings up his body. So the Holy Ghost representing the seal and then just like you are indebted, we are indebted to the Lord until he officially redeems us. So he's put that mark, that embodiment of saying this is mine, the Holy Ghost, when we're baptized in the baptism, ask the Lord. Have I been baptized by the Holy Ghost? If not, tell him your desire to be so. Then, so then we have that mark. So when God comes back or we are lifted or caught up, when Jesus calls us in the air, caught up when he calls us, then it becomes evident. That we were already sealed with him. And he's, we're being raised up in his, when he calls, you know, at the catching up. And then solidification is the day of redemption. That is the evidence. Then that precious possession of God will be revealed to the whole world that these are mine. These went through. These are those who survived, who persevered. And I have now said, well done. Yeah, and we enter into that mansion that he has set and made for us. However, Holy Ghost, first of all, that seal. And then just like the mark of when you have paid a debt, the bank or the financial institution puts a seal and an emblem. Mark that note that says paid. And returns it to you. So in the thing of God. That seal. That Holy Ghost says the debt paid. They've accepted the debt paid through Jesus Christ. And this is my seal that I put on. And that is why we also entitle this message. The Holy Ghost. The seal of the promise. And so then Jesus says. Now you you got to be able to represent me. You can't do it in yourself. You can't survive it in yourself. I'm going to give you someone else, a comforter, an advisor, one who goes before you, who will, will uh, encourage you along the way, send encouragement along the way. This is the Holy Ghost. He'll speak to you when I'm gone. That's what he told 
his disciples. The Holy Ghost is alive, is a person and is needed for each of us to be redeemed as to be redeemed of the God. Of God. So the empowerment is not only that would show of the language, heavenly language, which is part of that, but it also means to get boldness to stand before the Lord. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. Then, as the Spirit speaks to our spirit, to recognize the quiet voice that speaks to us and to yield to that Spirit of God, to recognize the voice, to understand when he prompts that this is God that's leading. Do whatever he says to do. That's when we become and realize with great fear of the wonders of our great God. The Holy Ghost begins to share and helps us to understand who God is, his attributes, so then also to recognize who we are, not only before as a man, but who we are as children or a child of the Most High God. And then understand the trials and the tribulations that we go through to prepare. Then gives us and deposits in us what we need to fulfill the destiny that God has set before us. Not only as a representation of him, but also as a child of God. To work as a light to be shown in the still dark world that we are. In but not of when we are redeemed. So he seals us, makes that mark, send all the evidence that the debt was paid. We've accepted Jesus paying that price for us. But also it is a seal that we're kept as a precious prized possession of God. Which will reveal, be revealed to each of us on the day of redemption. But also he is the one that we count on to teach us, to guide us, to direct us in this Christian world. Teach us, help us to eliminate, illuminate the scriptures in us so that the scriptures become, the word becomes alive in us. That's a witness of God, that it's alive. The word of God, the living God is alive in us. And then he of course, and dwells in us. That's when it says, do not quench the Holy Ghost. Whatever he says, let him have his way because he is a very precious part of obedience, of learning how to be obedient and submissive to the will of God. So if we don't know if we've been baptized, ask the Lord if we feel like the scriptures don't make sense, because this is when we have cults and misunderstandings, people following false gods, it's when the Holy Ghost is not involved and interpretation is left up solely to the uh, so-called knowledge or intelligence of a limited man.
We need God to explain God things to us. And he said, the Holy Ghost. And another thing, the Holy Ghost will never, never show himself boastfully. For he is the part of God that does the will of God. So the Holy Ghost will never want to be outshined from. And everything that is done will always reference back to the Lord or Father God when we do his work and hear the voice. But we will know when it's the Holy Ghost because it will say that this is the Holy Spirit. But that is God in the spirit realm sharing that his a third person has come to minister to each one of our needs. So brothers in Christ, brothers and sisters in Christ, beloved of the Most High God, it is God's will at this hour that we all get to finish our course, finish this walk with the Lord, become empowered by the Holy Ghost, if we have not been baptized and sealed. Holy Ghost is also called Ruah because as what Acts, the book of Acts explains, a mighty rushing wind, but he's also a fire, meaning that it gives us boldness to speak the things of God, to let us know that this is the God's work. And then of course, he loosens tongues who are called to sing or pray or fight in the heavenly realm to speak a language that is effective for the work of God. And whatever it is that he's gifted, he also gives us gifts once, meaning that specific place for us, a specific hmm, gifting or blessing in the spirit realm, blessing with our spirit man to be able to bless others that he will build up in us so he can use it for the glory of God, for the edification and ministry also to the children of God that he sends along the way. So now we understand that we not only need him for empowerment, we need him to grow and to understand God and the Bible, the scriptures, and our lives as Christians. But we also need him to refill us. Because it says, even youth do grow weary in this walk. That we do not grow weary, that we call and seek in those quiet times, a refilling, a re-energizing. So the work of the Lord for those saints who have been laboring long to get a refilling in the Holy Ghost. So as you see, God is calling us, drawing us near, making sure that he uh, speaks, that we hear that. He wants all of us to get to the finish line.
So in the name of Jesus Christ, it is my prayer that we here receive the message of the Holy Ghost, the promise, the seal of the promise of God, and that we allow the Spirit to lead us to read the summary of the podcast, but also through the scriptures, not only tailored as he knows what we can receive at a particular time of the things of God so that we can understand and be built in by them. So in the name of Jesus Christ, it is my prayer. We not only hear, but we receive because it says, when you heard the word, you also became trusted in the Lord. And when you trust, that's when you became sealed by the Holy Spirit. And that is in the first few verses down to verse 13 in the first chapter of the letter to the Ephesians. But please do have the Spirit to lead you through the entire chapter and any other scriptural references that he may choose. Beloved of God, beloved of God, until the next time, sharing God's blessings. Goodbye.